0: animating 3d characters can be arduous and take tons of time isn't there another easier faster way yep there sure is doing it in real time that means doing it live how in the world is that done well in a few moments in this episode number 2216 bill and sean johnston the cg bros will be taking a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question what is real time animation On the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast.
1: Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast and thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, it's really great to see you. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Lisa Kay from Sarasota, Florida to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. Lisa asks, What is
2: real time animation? By the end of our discussion today, uh, you'll not only have a better understanding about what real-time animation is, Lisa, uh, you'll also know a little bit of the history as well as what type of applications are using this technology today. It might surprise you. Oh, hey, bro, what is a VOSP? What is a VOSP? Well, you need to
1: stay until the end of the podcast where we'll be sharing with you exactly what a VOSP is and how it's reshaping new media as we know it. Cool. Well, I'm Sean Johnson, one of your hosts for today's edition of the CG Insider Podcast.
2: And I am Bill Johnson, the other host of the CG uh, Bros Insider Podcast. And together we are
1: the CG Bros. Sorry about the little little funny bone going on. So this is a really interesting question. Um, In addition to all the other interesting questions we get, what exactly is real-time animation, bro?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, it really depends. where someone might be looking uh, in uh, to the subject from. Um, the definition of what real-time an- animation can vary quite a bit uh, depending on what you're looking in. Basically, uh, a lot of people think real-time rendering and real-time a- animation are the same thing. Um, although they're linked, um, they're not the same thing. But real-time an- uh, rendering is pretty much what it, what it sounds like. Basically, animations are rendered qu- so quickly they appear to be being generated in absolute real-time. but. Uh, and I think that's about 30 frames a second these days, but, um, you know, it's, uh, production teams in the movie making industry think that real-time rendering is for the most part just a way to shorten production time, but while, you know, people in the gaming industry like us think that it's, you know, the Uber box that we need to fit everything, uh, involved with the game into, including animation. So, um, it is an Uber box. It it is. So it really depends (laughs) on where you're looking in from, Um, you know, if you're in the movie industry, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a way to improve production time. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit, a bit later. But, you know, even today, though, the interesting thing is not only does it have to, you know, when I said 30 frames a second. Um, today, you know, in the job that I'm working in, um, it has to render in real, not only in real time, but it has to be um, running at 60 frames a second these days. So um, that's quite a lot of uh, data to be pushing through in, quote, real time.
1: I agree. And the uh, real-time animation, uh, as, like you were talking about, real-time performance capture is one of the things that uh, is, is defined in real-time animation, too. And so it's using process of using motion capture system, for example, exactly what we're doing right now in this podcast. We are do, using our avatars, using Adobe Character Animator, and we're using it as a puppet. Uh, and so you can use it either 2D, what, which we're using right now, or a 3D character, and live, and in real-time. Um, it's a slightly behind, but I think it uh, it gets the uh, point across and it looks good. And uh, a lot of times, these these type of uh, real time animation um, software programs can be used for previsual previsualization shoot. A uh, previsual.
2: Easy
1: for to say. Yeah, really easy for me to
2: say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh,
1: have another drink. Just kidding. Um, so a lot of times, it's it's used for that uh, for previous. So the director can preview an animation while the mocap actor is performing. Or as a live feed, so a real person uh, in the or in the audience can communicate with a three D character in front of them. Because I've seen that done a couple of different times. One was I'm not going to show it now, but they've got uh, there was a character in a big screen at a, at an airport, and and I believe it was a booger, and uh, or or some type of um, nasal. Uh, uh, you know, discharge mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> that character. And somebody actually had a live, a comedian actually was uh, had a motion capture suit on with uh, with a facial capture, and he was doing, uh, uh, talking to people. and. was well, like and,
2: the mu- mucinex.
1: Muc- yes, in fact, it, I think it was that mucinex, okay. <laughs> that Booker guy. But uh, yeah, so pretty, pretty interesting. The mucus, yes. The mucus, yes.
2: But a little mm. bit of history
1: about it. Uh, I didn't realize this, but... Um, the first real-time advanced motion capture um, was done. Well, actually, the fir- yeah, the first real-time was back in 1996, um, and that was uh, a virtual assistant uh, potential called in 1996, and it was a clip with uh, WC Fields as a as a kind of an avatar-looking thing, um, and somebody was uh, uh, using, I guess, Geppetto. Uh, as one of the trade shows for, I guess it might have even been at SIGGRAPH. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it's kind of interesting to see how how bad it looked at the time, only because of the rendering capabilities at the time. But let me let me show this if you can pin me real quick, Bill.
2: Sure, and that's actually this is also called live animation. Some people call it live animation as well.
1: Sure, um, but you can see it's almost uh, you know very very puppet like, almost like what our 2D characters now, but e- but even even worse. But it's interesting um, how you know we we compare we compare so many things and we're so we're so savvy today. We have so many um, we're we're so sophisticated in our CGI, um, uh, you know, our mentality today. Looking back and just poo pooing all that stuff, and we're we're on their shoulders, right?
2: Well, Sean, I remember when we you called me up one day and you said, "Oh, Bill, you've got to come over. You've got to come over and check this out. I've got video running full screen or not full screen. Say, I have." <laughs> I have a video playing on my on my computer, and so you know I came over all excited and everything. And you and I really wasn't into to, you know video on computers too much. I was into three animation, but that was just uh, in the you know the technical side of, of things. It really wasn't to I wasn't into movie making just yet. But when you showed me a video and I, I think it was at 320 by 240, and you were ecstatic, and, and I I looked at it and I could not believe what you were so excited about. Um, well, it was exciting. I, mean, I understood it was a technological <laughs> advance, you know. But when you when you talk to me on the phone, I expect to come over and see something, right? Just stupendous! I saw this little tiny window with video playing in it. I have to say.
1: Yeah, a little postage stamp size. I remember in a far that.
2: Away, in a far away we've come, you know. And, right. And, and even even um, uh, even you know, we we talked about in one of our previous podcasts. I think it was uh, you know what is rotoscoping? You know, that's that's the original groundbreaking technique of of. Uh, uh, real-time animation. I mean, that was real-time animation for the day when you think about it. I mean, they, that was basically tracing cartoon characters over live-action film frames. That was, that was real-time animation. I yes. Mean, hey. Anyway, that's a little before uh, this this one that you're showing here.
1: <laughs> yeah. This this one's uh, pretty nice. I, I like I, I like it. it's a very quaint thing. And then of course after that, around 2015 is when you start seeing more and more advanced real-time um, CGI, kind of realistic CGI faces. Um, and in fact, that's, that definitely showed at SIGGRAPH um, in 2015. The one I want to show real quickly is in around 20, 2018. Um, and this one's pretty impressive. Uh, this was Siren. And this is um, actually one of the companies that 3Lateral, that, uh, three lateral, that uh, Unreal actually purchased around that time frame. They had the technology they were using at this time for um, demoing um, 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 a game, video game that they're working on called Hellblade um, and sinua's sacrifice and that was pretty cool because they showed a live Gdc demonstration of the real-time demo where the person uh, the actress actually had a I believe they had an accent suit on and then facial facial capture and of and then they had on the other one of the other screens was um uh, sinua nice. so the character uh, walking around but this one here is, is just one of the ones that we. Actually, found, I think we had this one on our on our channel. This is the this is the one called Siren, which is uh, super super impressive.
2: You know, and the gaming industry has been using real time rendering in games for for decades now, and it's, so it's not really anything new. But what's what is new is that more and more applications are, uh, are being uh, utilizing this technology. I mean, designers and architects and, 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 and more are, are using real-time animation and rendering techniques that we talked about earlier to not only you know, do previs, like you mentioned, of their ideas, but to kind of present them in a walkthrough or in a fly-through uh, form uh, rendered just with total realism. I mean, the speed of the renderer today is really what enables real-time animation to, to occur.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the technology that you, that Unreal's using, and we use, you know, we're talking about Unreal a lot because they're probably one of the, the premier uh, game engines um, that people can download for free and learn how to use on just on using YouTube videos. There's so much free stuff on there today. Create your own game, create your own uh, movie. In fact, I think you mentioned something about a movie just recently in email to me, didn't you?
2: I I did, and you know, the Unreal Engine is 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 by hands down the the you know, the, the the go-to for making real-time. I mean, Unity is pretty good, and, and you can do it, but the, what I do like about uh, the Unreal Engine is kind of its its ability to kind of uh, link up with the other modules. Everything just really works together out of the box. It's really, really great. So, you know, for, for doing real-time, I mean, well, the other thing, too, is, is well, that's just it. Where do you come into the process? Do you come in, you know, do you have to create the assets? Because if you do, well, okay, you got to create all the assets and then bring them in, and then you get to could do real time animation with them, you know. Right. Um, and the nice thing about Unreal is there's there's just a huge just a huge library of assets from characters to environments to, I mean, you name it, they've got it, and and you know this, those things are all rigged up, ready to go. Uh, you know, I mean, the new um, you know facial animation system is is all part of that, and so you know, I, I highly recommend it. You can tell I'm I'm not biased here.
1: Yes, yeah, so I I haven't had a chance to to put uh, a lot of time into learning about um, the actual, uh, creating of, of like, say a short film. Uh, we've, we've talked about it in in past podcasts. Um, but that's one of the things I, if I had a little bit more time, I would love to just spend making, um, some of those myself, just using that unreal. And now I guess five is now officially out. Um, and so it's usable. So that's going to be really exciting. I have to read all of the, um, the new new animation tools that they have, um, supposedly. So I'd, I'd like to know more about that. I know there's probably a lot more support for, uh, even more uh, support for VFX like you're, you're doing, Bill. I mean, I wonder how much they've changed in that regard.
2: Yes, you know, uh, you know I, I come from working on pre-rendered cinematic background, you know, where we would do cinematic quality VFX, and I did that for a long time. Uh, and it was a quite a, an abrupt change moving from the, the world of pre-rendered Uh, VFX to the world of real-time VFX when I moved into the game industry and, um, you know, that was, there was quite a gap at the time. Uh, And, uh, you know, we, in order, to you know, thinking back on it, you know, just to get the game to run in real-time, you know, we, there was, we had to strip it down to its bare bones. I mean, there wasn't a lot of leeway as far as, you know, what we could, you know, for effects creation, for instance. Um, And even, the you know, the amount of data you could do for animations as well. you know, unlike kind of when I was doing cinematics I had you know what I'd call relative infinite detail that I could you know work with but um, you can't do that in the game world and and you know especially depending on the game engine that's being used um, you know there there are different strengths different powers and different different uh, qualities that make one better than the other uh, as far as levels of detail and, and quality so
1: right I agree um, the other thing is uh, just the, the the new tools that are available for every an, an everyday person that just wants to get in um, in this industry and it, it just to me how much we struggled early on in this just trying to get something that looked halfway decent and like you said we're so excited to see even a, a, a thumb thumbnail or thumb stamp size video on your computer but then trying to render something when you didn't have enough RAM and, and just how bad the resolution was in the very beginning to today where we're just, things look so real and and you can do it so quickly and the technology of being able to stream it and not actually have, um, you know, have it in a browser. In fact, um, I believe you can even have to have it in a browser and behind the scenes, you've got these, these GPU massive uh, machines on in a render, not a render farm, but a big farm of machines. It's streaming it to you in real time. So it can do all those calculations while you're, while you're in front of your camera and um it's just it's yes, just yeah absolutely
2: and the whole the whole animation team can review each scene as, as it's being developed and you know that makes iterating on things you know such as lighting and camera work like you said you know working out the camera angles and the you know the the, the folk rack focuses and the you know the the cranes and uh, as well as the vfx and post effects from from my side of things but you know having it being done all in real time really makes it that much easier and especially if you can stream it to everyone in real time who's working on the project i mean animators can can basically instantly see the results and and uh, you know then give your feedback and and try you know different scenarios you know, before you know the final cuts made so it's it's just really powerful that way plus
1: the fact that you can be in your neck of the woods uh, about how what do you about a you know, 100 miles away from me 50 80 miles away from me right now yeah. you're 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 doing your thing in real time I'm doing mine in real time and so that's a that's a wonderful thing too you can have the virtual avatars and if, if you're content creating, you can do your own daily show, uh, live, You know, sh- go to Twitch and do some live streaming formatted shows for yourself just using an avatar like this in real time. There's other 3D ones uh, we've, we've talked about possibly um, changing from 2D to 3D. That that might be kind of interesting mm-hmm. to hear somebody talk uh, or actually give us some comments on that uh, a while back. And, uh, and then, of course, like you were saying, rapid uh, animatics, uh, shot blocking, things like that for film production. Um, a real yes, time,
2: especially when it when you can come up with them. I mean, you can even introduce new concepts, uh, and you can put them together in just a few minutes instead of you know hours or days like it used to take.
1: Right, and then of course we showed, uh, we talked about it, and I showed in another uh, podcast where somebody was using their iPad and. Not, not the Mandalorian thing of course that that that's one of the other things that they use it for but this particular person was had the dragon in one of their scenes uh, and and it was actually at live on, a, on an actual uh, scouting locations where they were filming um, with props in this virtual space in real time and I thought that was pretty amazing as well
2: yeah and it's it's a faster and more iterative uh, pipeline um, which means that the animation teams can, and, and this is something that's kind of overlooked, and, and I think a lot of a lot of teams, and we've talked about this in the past, are taking more attention to it, but basically try different ways to tell the story and, and see what works best. And having things done in real time allows you to tweak the story and tell the story in, in new and, and, and clever and engaging ways. I mean, you don't have to, you know wait till the end result and wish you could change it or something, you know, To uh, especially when you there's not enough time and there's not enough budget and that always happens at the end of a project. So, uh, well, what, And an interesting fact is uh, this is the advantage most often cited by both producers and directors of animation. It's that real the real-time pipeline leaves more time for the creativity of storytelling and, and that's a really good thing in my view.
1: I agree. The other thing is it's uh, you can create vast amounts of content fast and at low cost, and that's a huge that's a huge plus for any um, you know, film studio or anybody trying to break into the business by themselves um, as an indie producer. I think that's that's amazing. I mean, think about think about your Skype calls. I mean, or your Zoom calls, like we do. Um, you uh, not just the entertainment industry, but let's say regular um, you know corporate companies that want to have shareholder meetings. They could use branded characters and, and use those live um, in their conferences, uh, lectures. Um, you could also, um, you know, those kind of things or do news reporting uh, for breaking news. And I mean, obviously there's uh, the virtual, uh, in, you know, industry um, YouTubers that are out there as, as um, you know, selling, selling products or something like that. So, I mean, there's so many different things you can use it for.
2: Yes, I think we've talked about the value of multipurposing, you know, digital assets in the past, and and how valuable it is to be able to move those across different platforms for the purposes of branding, like you said. And um, I think I think the real time workflow naturally leads to the ability to do that. It it just makes it just makes it uh, uh, you know the whole process synchronous, in, in my opinion.
1: Um, Can you pin me one more time? I just want to show sure, the one of the other impressive things that that, that I was looking at uh, around 2018 before I get into some of the, the software and some of the, the things we can use. This well, I'd
2: was like to say, Sue, before we, I, I'm sorry, Sean, no, I, just, I, I mean, to this technique you're about to say that, you know, the movie industry is really, uh, has really leaned and, and, is, and more and more every day, uh, leaning heavily on the processes of the gaming industry where we work, uh, to deliver those, to deliver that, those type of visual effects, for instance, and, and brand experiences uh, that you were talking about. And, and, uh, Mocap in real-time production, like you're showing us, um, uh, it's just uh, you know allows the ultimate and creative flexibility, and, and 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 you're showing us some of that here.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is Andy Circus. Uh, this is right around the same time uh, Siren was made, uh, I believe, in 2018. They were showing the the technology of Andy Circus. Uh, I said tacos. Yeah, so he had a split screen where they show him as a as a as a 3D character. Uh, speaking these lines, and then they split it up, and they actually had it retargeting to this uh, alien-looking creature at the same time, which is really, really amazing. I I just, you know, it's, wow, I'm just, I'm blown away constantly. And how much more real is this going to get, and how fast is it going to, you know, come? You know, it's it's just going to be amazing to see what we can, in the next five years, right, Bill? That's going to be crazy.
2: I'd say so, and I think that's the technology way to uh, pioneer
1: um, you mean some of the face stuff?
2: Well, this yeah, particular one is, it's,
1: yeah, I think this is still um, three lateral, oh, okay. um, uh, but it's it's also the uh, Cubic Motion, uh, which is Unreal purchased, um, you know, basically bought three lateral and Cubic Motion around 2018, 2019 timeframe. And both of those technologies um, were, uh, Cubic Motion was, uh, they provided the automated performance driven facial capture technology they're using um, as well as uh, three laterals, and they kind of brought those things together, um, and and so that's why you know you're looking at these things in real time today, and you're just you're just, I mean, it's almost like the holy grail, right? The the like you were saying, Uber, it's the it's the best of of everything right now. We we, we just we're in the right time. What a time to be alive! Uh, to that quote. is
2: true. You know, Sean, and I, <laughs> I have to tell you that that I was just going to say you took the words right out of my mouth. That it, it is such a great time. I mean, of all the of all the the years and, and to, to be around on the tech to, in this technology, the, there's, there's so many great advances uh, being had right now, and 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 I'm not talking you know, you know, micro advances. We're talking macro advances in such short periods of time. Uh, it's really exciting to, to be part of.
1: Well, some of the I, I know you're going to show something. Um, what about the future of this stuff, Bill? What do you think? Do you well,
2: think- I think AI is is is, is playing a really big role it'll never you know replace traditional animation uh, or traditional animation te- animators or traditional animation techniques but I think uh, and let me go ahead and, and, and uh, show this if I'll, I'll pin myself and this is basically um, uh, an Nvidia video uh, an Nvidia uh, uh, program that uh, it's basically an AI program that helps uh, real-time animation um, Know, basically, the AI is going to learn, the, the character learns to basically perform lifelike motions by um, imitating human uh, data.
1: So are they, So, in this particular scene that you're showing, are, are, they doing, are they have they done the motion capture ahead of time? And then so they're, they've got a bunch of moves that it's just trying to emulate there?
2: Yeah, well, it studies the motion capture and then chooses the right motion to do what it needs to do to counter the, the, the opposing motion. Wow, uh, and it it, it it basically learns to pre- to perform ma- and master a large variety of motor skills. So it's like right there. It It, likes to re- it can run up to. It can be trained to just basically run up and, and knock an object over, and it does it on its own with the animation that best suits its purpose. Um, you can also steer the character to walk in different directions, like you would with a game character. And it um, also this, this, this Nvidia model allows the character to automatically synth- synthesize uh, you know lifelike, responsive behaviors to even new situations, which is a, a pretty significant breakthrough.
1: I think that's going to be super exciting, especially in the future of gaming is uh, having that in in the game itself where you're you're shooting an object at something, a creature or like you're, the character you're showing right there. And it responds to you in a unique way, almost uh, like it's alive because it's actually responding to you in real time that way. Um, I think that's the most fascinating uh, part of what's going on in the future and especially there's... Uh, Embark Studios out of uh, Stockholm, Sweden. They they have a a demo that they're showing. If you could pin me on this one, uh, this is pretty impressive too. Where they they just dropped in um, uh, this character here. Can you see this? Yeah. And has has its own uh, animations and uh, it, it, it 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 gets basically rewards if it does things correctly. And so it's kind of teaching itself uh, by. Um, Uh, by that, 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 those means. And, and this particular agent can collide with things and you can um, shoot things at it and it'll actually try and go over all this terrain at the same time you're shooting things at it. And so that'll give you a a unique experience every time you go into a game. Um, I think that's super, super cool to have an AI player um, or NPC that you're fighting that that's uh, unique every single time you, 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 uh, you go into uh, the game. I think that's so, so cool.
2: Well, yes, it reacts to your to your stimulus, and that's something that's that's not ever really. Uh, it's all been canned reactions. Now it's actual physical reactions. If you hit it on the left, it cowers to the left. It if you if you push it to the right, it moves to the right. If you you know, it, it knows physically what's correct in the environment. It's a pretty impressive uh, feat to yeah. take all those physics into account.
1: Yeah, it's trying to trying to keep its balance. You know, at, at the same time you're blasting it with with stuff, so. Those are the things that I think uh, we we always imagined, you know, in our in our in our wildest imaginations that this could ever uh, be in my lifetime. I never thought it would be this quick.
2: Well, you know, it won't be long before you'll just be telling the character what to do, you know, bash, bash that shield or swing your sword or whatever. And I think this technology will actually make it that easy where you you can animate a simulated character just by talking to it. Yes. And speaking of easy, you You tell it what to do and it'll do it. You know,
1: (laughs) I was. Yes. And speaking of easy, if you pin me one more time, let me show you something from uh, on YouTube uh, that I found this particular uh, animator. In fact, uh, his name is Lucas uh, Ridley. And uh, he actually created, uh, just as a little tutorial uh, with his iPhone. There's a, a live link for Unreal where you can um, have a character that you can download and you can just sync, sync it up and it'll actually track your face. Uh, with a couple other things, he's got a tutorial how to exactly do this. But I thought this is pretty impressive how well it tracks the eyes and the, um, the face the mouth's a little bit kind of weird, but I think uh, it, it's it's pretty darn good,
2: don't you think? Well, we could do this if I, if we had iPhones,
1: right? Uh, <laughs> we're we're Samsung, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! But uh, yeah, this this uh, this demo here is really amazing, and then this next one, real quick, is also another um, person on YouTube has done this exact thing, and look at the rendering of the hair. I think just it's so amazing. In,
2: well, since we're talking about it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to
1: interrupt. No, you. go ahead.
2: I was to say, why don't we talk about some of the tool, some of the other tools and and uh, software that's available <laughs> for doing uh, real time? Yeah, what'd you what you got? What'd you got? Well, I mean, we we mentioned uh, Adobe Character Animator, which is what we're using now. Adobe has another uh, product called Adobe Animate. Uh, it's uh, it's mostly for 2D or 2.5D characters. It's not it's not for most, for 3D characters generally. And so is uh, there's Cartoon Animator. Uh, I think they're in version four now, uh, which is another. Uh, 2D animation thing, but if you really want to get into 3D animation, there's you know uh, iClone, um, mm-hmm. Real Illusion, and of course uh, Unreal, uh, basically comes with everything you need, ready to go. Uh, so uh, those those would be my suggestions. Animes also, if you go to Steam, you could get Animes. Uh, that's
1: also on there where you can do real time uh, with it with a 3D character. That's pretty cool. I I've, I you showed the the iClone thing. You did one of those. I, I, I'd love to. We should test that out. And put it on. Put it on in, in uh, on one of our podcasts. Yeah, yeah. we're
2: not. Uh, we're not sponsored by them, by the way. Yes, so, we're not. Uh, right. So, what is a VOSP, Sean? What is, is a? Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, well, a, a VOSP uh, is what the CG Bros are. Uh, we are a virtual online service provider, uh, which basically means we're engaged in the business of providing personal promotion and other services to m- new media producers who specialize in videos that have high levels of CGI or visual effects or special effects and uh, uh, digital animation. The best,
1: of course. And we do this by licensing and curating and uh, aggregating and then publishing uh, great videos uh, on uh, video streaming platforms. And uh, we act basically as a virtual interface that establishes a digital nexus where new media producers who crave that warm and loving audience uh, to watch the high-quality entertainment they produce can achieve, yeah, they can achieve findability of course, and the connections with the audience who are looking for uh, their kinds of videos to watch.
2: And from a virtual, veritable sea of possibilities, uh, the CG Bros finds, nurtures, and refines the work of new media producers that we believe fans will connect with. And uh, we channel those fans' attention towards those works. And in turn, fans rely on the CG Bros to discover works of value for them and uh, do it out of a huge number of videos that are published on YouTube in that ocean of videos every day
1: well thank you uh, again for being part of our podcast today and we we do them just for you we really had fun in answering lisa's question what is real-time animation we hope you enjoyed our conversation and hope you learned something you didn't know along the way if you did please help us out by sharing it with some of your friends you got As-
2: video playing in the background by the way bro. oh i right? do
1: well i want to keep it going that's okay, <laughs> all right. Well, if you did, uh, please help us out by sharing it with your friends again. And, and uh, make sure you click on that like button because it helps our channel greatly by assisting YouTube to find other people who are interested in this kind of content, just like
2: you. And by the way, if you've got a subject that you'd like us to cover in the podcast, don't be shy. You can let us know by going to our website at thecgbros.com, uh, then clicking on the About Us tab, and then going to the Ask Us Anything drop down, just like Lisa did. We're always looking to improve our podcast, and we'd love to know what you think. So please leave your comment below, and if you do, uh, we might even read it during uh, one of our future podcasts. Exactly, we bring a
1: new edition of the CG Insider right here every week, where we discuss anything having to do with CGI, computer graphics, digital VFX, as well as other related and interesting topics. If you haven't checked out our uh, YouTube channel, go! What are you waiting for? Go now! Don't miss out on your share of some of the best in award-winning and state-of-the-art CGI film entertainment, as well as uh, some insightful VFX breakdowns and behind-the-scenes making-ofs created by some of the most talented new media producers and studios in the world today.
2: We're looking forward to seeing you again right here for next week's podcast, where uh, we'll both be answering another great question submitted uh, by a fan. Why use miniatures instead of CGI? Hmm... so size really doesn't matter, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> that's very oh, very true. Um, bye for now.
0: Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what is real-time animation? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment, too, because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout-out by name. If you're not following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell, so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Also, please be sure to share the video with your friends on social media. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they, too, can enjoy this podcast by watching it on YouTube or listening to it on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more Insider information delivered right to your inbox, subscribe to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgpros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode, and the CG Bros will answer the question, why use miniatures instead of CGI? This has been episode 2216 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.